gonna start this in five, four, three, two. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Nada at Nada the Scribe, and Doug at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets, and Locked On Hornets is what you're looking for. So, no Doug once again today. He's still out in San Diego. We won't have him, like we've said, a what, a couple of days, probably for most of the week most next week. Most of the week. week next week, too. So, it's just going to be us two. You're just going to have to hang tight with us as we tell you all about the Hornets and get you ready for the regular season opener that we have on Wednesday. It's coming up, Nada. I mean, it's Christmas, right? I mean, it's. I'm excited for it. I'm ready. I'm just ready for the regular season to start more so than anything. Yes. We were talking about like worst preseasons in sports. You know, NBA is all preseasons are pretty awful, but like NBA, one, it's only four games. They cut it down. What did it yeah. used to be like? It used to, did it get to it del- was too long. Yeah. It was entirely too long before. They've cut it down. They've expanded the regular season, allows a lot more rest. I'm for most of this. The yeah. only issue I ever have is that that last game, like tonight. Kind of really doesn't matter. Well, we're we're getting we'll get into it. Not a whole lot to talk about. It, exactly why we want Milwaukee to show up here already. Yes. Why we want to see October seventeenth come and get here already, so we can see the Charlotte Hornets in their first game in regular season action. So Hornets Dallas tonight. That is the last preseason game of the Hornets preseason. They will play at seven o'clock. Not going to be able to watch this game. You're going to have to listen to it, so you can check it out on WFNZ. Or so. or there are other means. Like paddling up a river. Like, like illegally? Yeah, yeah. Like there are one, some other means. One of those ways. Well, I'll let you guys figure that out. We can't. I don't think we can actively endorse it. No, we're not ways. actively endorsing <laughs> this. But maybe if there you are just. Other ways, but if, if you had the will, then possibly you could go try to find some other ways that you could watch this broadcast tonight. But legally, if you just listen to it, then you'll be able to find it there. A couple of injuries for Dallas tonight. Dirk Nowitzki is out, which I don't know how much he would play. Uh, Harrison Barnes, day to day. So I, I don't know. If, if it was Harrison, a regular season game, yeah. he'd play. Yeah. So these guys aren't going to be playing tonight. And I don't even know how much the starters for the Charlotte Hornets are going to be playing tonight. I would imagine probably a pretty, a pretty minimal amount. Probably about 15 minutes tops. They'll start the game. They'll play a little bit into the second quarter. And then we're going to see a whole lot of guys that have no shot of making a roster. Anything you want to see particularly out of the starters? And Is there enough substantial time to look for something useful coding into the regular season? No. I mean, I want to see Malik Monk take steps and improve I do want to see Miles Bridges take steps and improve a lot of the veterans I don't want to see anything I've seen everything I'm going to see I kind of know what I'm getting but when it comes to like the younger guys I do want to see them get better at what they're doing hone their craft a little bit more I do want to see what a guy like Dwayne Bacon can do because he's been underwhelming this preseason so far Maybe a Devontae Graham showing steps of improving, showing that he can, if Tony Parker's out for a little bit, step in for a little bit. Yeah, and I think those are the guys probably to watch as those guys will be getting most of the minutes tonight. And just to see if they're able to pick up this offense still, how Mm -hmm. the depth is doing, uh, picking up the offense. And defensively, I'm interested to see how, if there's any corrections, improvement from the last couple of games that they've played. And just looking overall, 
at the preseason stats for this team. Kimba Walker is the leading scorer for this preseason. No shocker there at 15 points a game. But then you have a couple of interesting pieces right off the bat, really two through five as your leading scorers and two through six. I have not I looked. You've got to tell me this. Yeah, so, so Cody, the second leading scorer through pro, uh, preseason at 14 points per game. Wow. Billy okay. Hernan Gomez, the third leading scorer in preseason at 12 and a half. Okay. And Miles Bridges, the fourth leading scorer at 12. Malik Monk comes in. At 11 points per game. And this is, by the way, with Miles coming in at fourth, having the goose egg, really, only having the two points against Chicago the other night. So he'd be a little bit higher. Yeah, he would be a little bit higher. So those are your leading scores. And just Hmm. looking at some of the efficiency numbers from which all of these guys have shot, Frank Kaminsky, or excuse me, Kimball Walker, Frank Kaminsky is a guy that's way down here as far as the leading scores at three points a game, which we all know about Frank. Yeah, right. Which we all know about Frank Kaminsky's role and how it's diminished on this team with Borrego coming in as the head coach. Field goal percentage for Kemba, just at 40%, but I don't think, obviously, nothing to take too much from there. Um, Cody at 60, which is normal. And then Mm -hmm. Billy Hernan Gomez, I think the the thing to take away there is he shot 66% from the field. And that's taking some threes, right? And also 75% from three-point range. And that's off of one, right, that's off of one three-pointer a game. So, Billy, this is real from him. I mean, this is a... A guy that is going to be able to hit shots from beyond the arc this season. And this is someone that showed you that in Summer League. And I remember talking about this with Rick Bennell. Rick, when he heard it, he's like, okay, sure. I'll see it when I, I'll believe it when I see it. And now I think you have to believe it because we've seen him hit it at a nice clip. We saw him do damage from the corners in Summer League where that was sustained. Now you've seen it in preseason. He's taken one per game, he's hit a few. Billy Hernan Gomez is a guy, he's not going to start over Cody, as Borrego had come out and said he's pretty much got his starting lineup set, at least it's what it's beginning to look like, but Billy Hernan Gomez, if you were out on him, or if you just didn't love him a whole lot, or if you, or if you just liked him okay, then Billy Hernan Gomez has improved, I would imagine, your thought process on him during the course of this preseason. I will be steadfast in this one. I think he starts more games than people think, and not just due to possible Cody Zeller injury. I do think the defense is a work in progress, but I think you can live with him being a competent defender. He doesn't have to be a great defender. He just has to be competent. And as long as he's out there in those situations where he can stretch the floor, you can do some 1-5 pick and roll with him and Kemba or basically do another pick and roll, again, 3-5 with Batum and Billy. There are a lot of options as far as Billy Hernan Gomez goes. And as far as that goes, I think that opens up a lot more for guys like Malik Monk, Jeremy Lamb, this this he's the key to this team scoring over 100 points a game just because of what he can do yeah and and billy getting five and a half rebounds per game i think you have to be impressed with what billy hernan gomez uh has given you if you're a charlotte hornets fan in in preseason miles bridges the other guy we're looking at is the fourth leading scorer and we've talked about miles bridges a lot the guy is really impressed you got to be excited for your first round draft pick and you were excited about Malik Monk last season. Yes. During the regular season, it started to diminish because Steve Clifford just did not want to put him out there on the court. Justifiably, I might add. Defensive uh, defensive issues and just not wanting to play the, the younger guy in Malik Monk, for sure. But you do have Miles Bridges doing a good job, and it seems like Borrego has shown a commitment to play these younger players and still go after a playoff spot. That's the other thing, It's going to be interesting. That's the other thing, though. And the one thing that I think Borrego realizes, holy crap, I can play this guy at four. This opens a whole lot more ideas and options for me, and I can play the three, four spots with MKG and Bridges, and I can be interchangeable with that, and that adds to that roster versatility. 
and, uh, and a willingness to p- go different. I mean, we saw the itty-bitty Bugs lineup. That's something that we would never see under Steve Clifford. And while it gave up a whole bunch of points defensively, there's different ways that you can make this work. I, I wonder if my and, and Miles Bridges is a guy that we all thought pretty much in our heads were was a, a four, was yeah. a power forward playing in this league and being the small ball four. So I, I would love him to see more time there. And I think you will, of course, with James Ray, even playing small ball five. Crazy. And also Malik Monk, another guy you mentioned, not a, certainly someone to pay attention to. Uh, under 40% from the field, but shooting 40% from three-point range. That's so, all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and that's – and, you know, I want to see him be more efficient. Like, I don't want him to be one of these guys that is just a shooter and can facilitate here just as far as the efficiency goes. I want to see the field goal percentage go up. You shoot under 40, that's bad. You shoot around 40, it's not very good. But I do want to see his efficiency go up. However, it's just preseason, and if you see that 40 clip beyond the arc, I think you do have to be pretty good with that. Malik Monk has the capability to be the best shooter on this roster. I think there are things that he does need to clean up with his per- with his release personally, but that's something that I'm not necessarily going to go say, "Hey, go correct that tomorrow." That's something that's not also that's not something you correct in the middle of the season. That's a summer thing. Well, and here's what's crazy too, just looking at all the three-pointers that these guys have taken. And l- listen to this. Kemba taking 5.8 three-pointers this preseason. Miles mm-hmm. Bridges taking four. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk taking almost seven at 6.7. As he should. Jeremy at three and a half. Marvin a at 5.3. I mean, but you just add all that together. Well, Jeremy Lamb at three and a half. That's I mean, a little low. It's Well, compared to everybody else, that's a lot of threes that these guys are taking. Yes, and that's, and, that and shows we've seen the it, it's just Right. It, it's interesting just to see all of those numbers come out, all of these guys being around the five range of the attempts that they're taking from outside the three-point line. And how about Cody Zeller? He shot 50%, averaging 1.3 per game. He and should have hit. He should be at a hundred percent because I thought he was going to hit that one. They're going to be chucking. Uh, these guys are chucking the basketball, and you can see it from the three pointers attempted here this preseason. So again, the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Not are you disappointed you don't get to see your boy Luka Doncic and instead you have to listen, or are you might be uh, doing the. We ain't going to talk about what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> All right, we ain't I, talk about it. I understand completely. Luka Doncic is Real somebody moving silence. that's going to be interesting to watch tonight, or if you do it the right way, then just to listen to it. If you want to support our show in the amazing people that put it together consider joining our patreon community for as little as one dollar a month you can help us keep making the daily hornets content that you've come to trust go to patreon.com slash loh there's a link in the description of this episode you can get entered into our contest for free bobbleheads and tickets and get access to content before anyone else patreon.com slash loh every dollar goes to making this the best hornets talk in all of charlotte some charlotte hornets news on the other side of the break it's walker mail and nada edwards on the locked on hornets podcast you are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're going to talk about Jim or Jay Laranaga and James Borrego. Should get the first two. name right. <laughs> yeah, this, well, maybe that one I should get. Actually, his real name is James, but they call him Jay. We'll call him Jay, too. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. So I told you that there was some Charlotte Hornets news dropping yesterday. Jalen Barford and Isaiah Wilkins were both waived yesterday. 
Barford was a rookie from Arkansas trying to find a roster spot, as well as Isaiah Wilkins, who was a rookie from Virginia. Not a really no surprise here that these guys get dropped. I, I'm again. I'm this is news. Like these guys were <laughs> going to be Europe bound no matter what. I'm just happy they gave them the opportunity. And you know what? They should be happy too. They'll be off in Europe somewhere playing in a a FIBA league, and I hope they do well, and maybe they come back next season. And Wilkins, a Virginia Defensive Player of the Year in 2017, 2018. So that was certainly his claim to fame if he was going to make any kind of roster spot with the NBA. And also Jalen Barford, remember him playing for Arkansas, Mm -hmm. first-team All-SEC selection during the 2017-18 season in college basketball. And I remember Jalen Barford taking it to the Tar Heels two years ago or a few years ago when the Heels almost slipped up against Arkansas in the second round, but luckily the Tar Heels were able to bounce back. But Arkansas gave them a run, and Jalen Barford was one of the reasons they did so. I really don't. I'm glad you remember that. I don't remember <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't imagine, but Jalen Barford, somebody that was fun to watch in college. He's not on the Charlotte Hornets anymore. You're right. Not very, not a whole lot of significant moves or news, but these guys are now gone. So now the Hornets roster, it now stands at 17 players. Another guy like Zach Smith, I think you could see him be waived. That's our boy from Texas Tech. It was fun to watch. I think he ends up in Greensboro, though. You think so? I yeah. think I think there are a few of these guys that are going to get offers to fill out the roster in Greensboro. I think Zach Smith is ab- absolutely one of them. Yeah, well, Zach Smith, guys like Joe Cheeley, J.P. McCurra is on a two-way contract as it stands right now. So just a few of these guys. Not a, and you mentioned Dwayne Bacon earlier. So looking at this game, yes, the third game of the NFL preseason is a lot like what we saw the Hornets do against the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yes, so, that was. And, and so is the fourth game of the NFL preseason. It's going to be a lot like what you see here tonight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these depth guys are going to come out onto the field and depth as in the deepest guys yeah, on, on the, the court. The guys that are so deep on the roster that they barely see daylight. You yeah. might you might learn a new name tonight if you hadn't been watching the Hornets for most of the preseason. You just might find a name you'd never heard of before. So guys like Joe Cheeley, guys like J.P. McCurra, you mentioned again, Dwayne Bacon, somebody that might see some time in Greensboro, or more really Devontae Graham. Like I think Dwayne Bacon is, is on the roster pretty solidly, but possibly... I don't think he should be. I, I, think, I don't think the way he's played in the last, I want to say, four or five months has made him exempt from playing games in Greensboro. Well, I, I think Dwayne Bacon makes the roster. I'm interested in Devontae Graham because Graham is their second-round pick. They have Tony Parker, so there's not a desperate need for another point guard now that they went and signed Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. But Borrego at that luncheon I went to, he mentioned the story about Derek White, which, unfortunately, if you haven't heard, Derek White going to be out, out six, six to eight, eight weeks. Yeah. Unfortunate for them, who they already lost to Jante Murray for the entire year on an ACL injury. Everyone was flying towards the Derek White radar, as they should have, but now he's out six to eight weeks. So unfortunate for the Spurs. What's in the water in San Antonio? I don't know, but it's not good right now. I'd stay away from drinking that. So James Borrego told a story about Derek White and his first year into the into the league and how it just wasn't working for him a whole lot in the regular season. He was doing fine, but you know they felt that he could – do something more if they sent him down to the G League affiliate. So yep. they sent him down, and Derek White walks into the gym, starts practicing and, and running stuff in that gym. Mm-hmm. Like in the games, he was taking it over. He was doing some one-on-one stuff, some ISO. I mean, the guy was a baller down in G League. And then James Borrego said they called him back up, and he just walked in the gym differently. Like he felt like he belonged. He looked like an NBA player. And it's interesting to hear Borrego say that so often. It, my dad used to say it all the time, right? Like act like you, you play out there like you belong out there. You know, mm-hmm. if you would play against older competition, it's funny to hear Borrego 
Borrego say that? He's mentioned that with Miles Bridges a couple times. In summer league, he didn't use it. In preseason, you know, he mentioned in a couple press conferences after the game saying Miles Bridges looks like an NBA player. He looks comfortable out there. He mentioned that with Derek White at the luncheon as well. He came back. He walked in differently. There was a swag about him. He got his confidence up. And I wonder if they take a similar route with Devontae Graham, seeing some time with the Hornets, but also sending him to the G League, letting him run stuff, and then have him come back feeling more confident. I totally agree with you, quite frankly, because I don't think that when it comes to the case of Devontae Graham, he's ready to handle significant point guard minutes. That's why they brought in Tony Parker, which is, again, at this point, though, the backup point guard position is the best it's been since Jeremy Lin has been here. And because it has been, or because it is, that means that allows you to put Devontae Graham for long stretches when they're on the road. So instead of being on the road, you're in Greensboro, you're around the team, you're around the video guys that are still there. You can still learn your craft. You can still hone your craft. You can still take some of the stuff and apply it to games in Greensboro. That's what the G League is for nowadays when it comes to modern NBA. Well, and well, and again with Devontae Graham, I, I loved I actually really liked the way he played against Chicago when he got his minutes at the end of that game. And Borrego was asked about it. He said I didn't like the turnover at the very beginning. Yeah. But after that, he made up for it with a couple of nice attacks at the basket. He finished high. He finished physical. It's something, if you watched at all Kansas basketball last season, you know the guy is again, he's a again, warrior. Exactly. He's you got a, what you it's, – again, it's no frill cereal. That's what he did. No, and, and he's he's a warrior. He attacks the basket, and then he put up a, a jump shot. I think he hit a three maybe in that game, but I know he took one and missed it. But again, he just – he looked comfortable out there. I just am interested to see if they take the Derek White approach. And again, just with these pop – with these pop ideologies that Borrego brings, mm-hmm. with him doing so many things that Pop did with the Spurs organization, I just think that's what you can do here with Devontae. And I think you have to be excited about his potential development as much almost as Miles Bridges and Malik Monk, as, as excited as you are about their development under Borrego. I'm excited about Devontae Graham's too, as possibly a steal in the second round. I, I don't understand. I understand why. Again, you're excited. I completely get it. I just want to see them do this slow. Ring sure. Your- no, and I'm 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 completely with you. I it, it can be at its own pace. You don't need Devontae now. Tony Parker, obviously the better player at this point, but Devontae hoping the exactly. second we'll round. We'll see pick, him in a year. Yep. Let, let's let's keep him uh let's keep him cooking and hopefully the, the finished product is something uh very good that we can all sink our teeth into. All right, so we've got one more segment to go. Now we got some beef, man. Like it's it's getting real. We got beef. It's getting real. Locked on Hornets podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll be back with after the break. This is Locked on Hornets. And just that I showed any kind of vulnerability, well, you, yeah, you I just, think not is just going to jump. You are over. the gazelle limping through the African <laughs> safari. I'm in the mud. I'm in I'm in some sticky yeah, mud. You are the hippo stuck in the mud. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm about to just get destroyed by Nas or by Nas. <laughs> by Nas. By Nas. <laughs> He's going to come out with me a rap battle. <laughs> It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. (laughs) 
Get all of your NBA previews this week at Locked On NBA. Six teams a day, five days in the week. We're finishing up here today, I believe. So 30 teams previewed from all the local experts of Locked On NBA. Followed Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. And if you miss any of those, if you're not familiar with the podcast, go check it out. David Locke does a great job. Again, he interviewed every single local host and what their preview of was with their specific team. And so you can go back and catch all those episodes if you want to get caught up on all of the NBA teams. And if you want to get caught up on the Chicago Bulls, they do a great job with the preview. But we got some we got some beef, Nada. It's still beef. it's still coming at us. Wait, wait, they they didn't say anything else, did they? No, they did. They responded and and so so they start this by again clowning the way that the Hornets fans did not show up for the preseason game. So our enemy is real. Our beef is coming from the cow itself. Not if you remember a couple of days ago, we mentioned locked on bulls, clowning all the Hornets fans for not showing up to a preseason game. We told you to go after them, and some of you did. And thank you for that, by the way. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do appreciate that. So they responded. So first off with these clips, they said they were before they went in on us, right? They they said they were clowning Hornets fans in a fun way, and perhaps that we took it too seriously, Nada. So no, we didn't take this seriously. No, we didn't. We take it very seriously, right? Now, now, now we take it so seriously, just so all of you know. We all talk about this every day. We don't sleep without brainstorming ideas of how to take the bulls down. We're on the phone constantly. We are checking in. Hey, you have any ideas? We need to take down the Bulls. Like, we don't sleep. This is our main objective now. We're calling family members in Chicago. That's how deep it is. We we took this so seriously that we don't sleep at night. And so now they responded with one of the – here's the first clip we got. Here is one of the Locked On Hornets – one of the Locked On Bulls hosts discussing some of the – here's one of the Locked On Bulls hosts discussing Michael Jordan's impact on the Bulls franchise and maybe lack thereof for the Hornets. I think they're just a little salty that their owner, Michael Jordan, won six rings for our organization and has yet to do jack squat for them from the owner's box. That's basically where we are. Oh, what? Oh, that, 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 that stings a little bit. <laughs> that stings a little bit. I wish we were the third team in the draft in 1984 and we existed. I wish Portland passed on Sam Bowie to hand deliver Michael Jordan to us if we just existed in 1984, Nada. Uh, I just I, I, like I'm hurt. We didn't do again. All you did was clown our fans. We respond. <laughs> and this is how you want to react. I want Michael Jordan. I want Michael Jordan to start giving us six rings. So they come out there first. And so another thing I love is they mentioned not a point about Bobby Portis and Nikola Miritich. Here's their semi. And then a little shot at us too about how the only headline of the Chicago Bulls season last year was the Bobby and Nico fights uncalled for. I love how they didn't respond to the Bobby Portis Miritich fight, and all they said was that it was uncalled for. Like, we crossed the line, we went in on somebody's mama. I low key wish we had that storyline, but it's like we we went in on somebody's mama, and like that was just, it's too low. They couldn't even respond to it. And the funny thing is, I really could have been really hurtful, and I could have said, Dwayne Wade paid his way to get out of Chicago, to get out of that situation because y'all were such a train wreck. Here's another clip from the clowning that we took from the Locked On Bulls podcast. Have you looked at your draft class over the last 10 years? Like, do you really want to start this? (laughs) Do we really want to get into there? I like, like, and and at the beginning of all this too, this guy is like, they keep going back and really, really, okay. That's cute. And you really want to start this. Like, no, I, I get you, man. Like, it's been tough sledding here. 
Been rough sledding for them drafting. Well, we got Kimba Walker, though. Kimba Walker's going to save the franchise. It's just hilarious, right? Like the last 10 years. And then here's another clip from him. And ask the Charlotte Hornets if they're even going to make the playoffs this year, man. Like, we got a better chance than the Bulls, Nada. I was about to say. What? Like, literally, they're talking about, you know, again, how good are their chances? Dog, y'all are going to look bad when you win. The Bulls. The Bulls asking us if we're going to make the playoffs or not. And them boys ain't making the damn playoffs. No. They're going to be bad. Here's the last thing that they said. Throughout the NBA season, let's let's do this. If you're listening out there, if you're on Twitter, start tweeting at, uh, at Locked on Hornets, at Not of the Script, and at Doug Branson, <laughs> at Doug Branson, L-O-H. Those are the two hosts over at Locked on Hornets. You guys can start throwing jabs at them. Wait. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll Wait, where's my love? They've got Hornets fans. They, they didn't even recognize us. you. Where's my love? Didn't even acknowledge you, Walker. I'm looking for the beef. I ain't seen it in a while. Like, give me some love here at Walker Mail. Come at me. Now, what's funny about that is because we did send some tweets to them, they did send, not us, some of our listeners did. So they did send some tweets to us. I do want to read them. So we got some tweets. One was from Chris, a Bulls fan. He tweeted at us and said, great pod today, but the Locked On Hornets guys have a point. Bulls fans are being loyal to a fault. Jerry, meaning Reinsdorf, mm-hmm. and his family would be right to think of us all as suckers. Bulls, one of your own has betrayed you. This has been fun. They have turned on you. They are now members. Now they did clown the Hornets after that. But they betrayed you in that first part. <laughs> they betrayed you, saying that Jerry does think all the Bulls fans or he would be right to as suckers. I love it. This He's is- betrayed the Bulls. And another one. We did actually get, I do want to read this because this is actually pretty good. Here's the other one. I actually really like one guy in jest asking us if he could get an autographed Sean May jersey from us. And if we're all out, if there was any chance he could get an Alexis Johnson jersey or an autographed fork that Boris Diaw left in the locker room from 2011. So a couple questions I have. Why didn't he ask about Sean May's fork that he left in 2006? Yeah. Like, I, that's the fork you want. If you want a fork, then you want Sean May's fork. And the fork is way more valuable than Diaw's fork or... They just clowned us on Raymond Felton earlier, which we didn't play that soundbite, but they clowned us on drafting Raymond Felton. Like they could have asked about his fork too. Yeah, they could have. We, we've got some. We've got some interesting big boys here in Charlotte's history with the Bobcat. I mean, I could have asked for a tooth that Nikola Mirotic dropped on the gym. I love that. That was just like out of bounds. Like we couldn't. Like that's something. Is that a deep dark? Is that a deep dark time in Chicago Bulls lore? Like, I mean, we, we don't could talk, talk about, about Vinny Del Negro and his futility. <laughs> well, we. I just love what a guy that we have dubbed earlier this week as Bobby Portis, one of the. So one of the first guys off the bench on your all back alley team. Now, mind you, hold on, hold on. Before we do this, okay, we <laughs> do are we, not we need to talking cover bad about, about Bobby. Bobby. No, Bobby. No, it's not you. It's no. not you, Bobby. I apologize. No, it, it's about it's about the team, right? Like it's not about you, Bobby. We apologize to you. It's it's just about the team, and it's about this podcast that we apparently have beef with now because they came at you, the Hornets fans, and now they're trying to respond here too. And it seems like uh, that these guys, like they. Came at us, man. Like it's just funny. Like these no, guys, we're just like literally. We're like, what again? Y'all started this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start none. Won't be none. So, so now, so now we do have again. We put it out there, and now I think what what do we do? Do we play Drake? Do we play Pusha T? Do we play Pusha T? And we just do we end it from there? Like there is this it? This is time. It went back and forth and back. Like we're Pusha T in the scenario, right? Yeah, we are. Exactly. They started with us. So technically, yeah, we are Pusha T and we're just like, okay, fine. As Doug would say, Pusha Terrence. And what I love about all this, too, is that Doug, right? Doug is the one 
who starts to go in. There's another soundbite in there where they discuss how there was empty seats in their preseason game, which is the same thing that they clowned us for, but there were some empty seats at the United Center and that they're going to be more packed in the regular season games. Like, yeah, of okay, course. Sure. Like, yeah, like sure. Zay, I agreed. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to go agreed. stand in line for a 15-win team. Agreed, agreed. Well, <laughs> and Laurie Markkinen out for them. I do feel bad. I want to see Laurie Markkinen play. But again, and your boy Wendell Carter. Like, How do you feel about your boy Wendell Carter? That's the team that we have to dislike now. No, I don't have to dislike the team. I just don't have to like them. <laughs> the, There's the a lot. difference. The, the fans, that is, right? The yeah, fans in the bowl. I don't have to like the fans. Right, right. And well, again, I hate people anyway. You know that. <laughs> well, that is true. I'm glad you like me, Nada. I know I know you love me and Doug. So here we go. We'll take we'll take it here. We'll end it here. There is the beef that we have. And there's a nice little preview for the Charlotte Hornets and the Dallas Mavericks game here tonight at 7 o'clock. And you can listen to that once again on WFNZ until it is the regular season game. Where we going to be all. here? Finally. October 17th. Less than a week. Milwaukee Bucks. It'll finally be here so we get some real content to talk about. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you next week. See you guys. <laughs>